Alright, cool. This is Speaker Talks, the monthly show, broadcasting live from Outer Heaven. I'm David Brothers. I'm going to be hosting it. We're going to talk about a few songs uh, that we like this month. I'm joined with Julian Lytle. What's up, Julian? What's poppin'? And Jamila Rouser. Hey, y'all. And we're going to get right into it. We're going to go with Jamila first. So I picked uh, Die For Me by Rob Bank. I love Rob Banks. Uh, I mostly started getting into him because he makes a ton of anime references, which is my kryptonite. Like, that's just why I love him. And he's from South Florida. I just moved down here. Um, and I really like what a lot of the new South Florida rappers are doing, and he's one of them. So Die For Me is new off this new, I guess, like, um, LP that he has out. I like it because it's very dark. Um, it starts very dark. It sounds like a horror song. Um, but it also makes me feel like I'm on drugs uh, when I listen to it, which I like songs that make me feel like that which is why i like chopped and screwed so much because mm-hmm. it's like drinking lean without drinking lean i think what i re- like the reason why i really wanted to talk about this too is because of his flow because his flow is very similar almost mimics scheme as the slump god who's also from florida um and they're kind of I don't know if they're in the same crew, but they're definitely friends. Uh, so I don't know if Ski Mask started or invented the flow where he kind of does this like, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> 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 like in between like his like in between like his bars. Um, but it's so good because it's like this interesting pace that he's setting and these like very specific breaks. Uh, and Ski Mask does it a lot, like maybe almost on all the songs he does and Rob Banks doesn't. Um, but in Die For Me, he uses it, and I think it sounds super good. And it's almost like there's a lot of repetition that goes on in the song um, to the point where it reminds me of, like, double vision, except, like, through sound, sort of like a double sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way his words slur and his flow and, like, the whole, whole like, double sound gives me this, like, I'm on drugs, I'm on lean it's dark. Um, and then of course the die for me title is pretty dark. Um, but the story in the song is pretty messy. Like he's die for me sounds, you know, like it's going to be him talking about a girl. Like, is she going to die for me? Would you die for me? But then the interlude, he starts talking about, um, his girl cheated on him with his man and maybe got pregnant. Like, it's really hard to understand. Um, and I'm like, what is going on here? Like, when are you asking this woman to die for you? Like, <laughs> is it before you found out she cheated on you? Or are you still fiending for her after you found out about this? Um, and I think I like it a lot too, cause there's, there's like a hook, but not really, um, because nothing, none of his verses or hooks like repeats. So he kind of takes you through these like different steps of, you know, these different flows. And yeah, I think those, it's like, it's the sound of it. Like I, I like how I feel when I listen to it, even though it's pretty dark. Um, and his flow is super good. And he definitely makes anime references on here. He has like a Death Note one and a Ghost in the Shell one. And we don't get Ghost in the Shell references often. Yeah, that's kind of rare. 
I uh, I definitely liked it because of that. I um, you mentioned his flow, like on my third time listening to this song, because you know I was just like spinning it just to get used to it for the for the show. I was like, this dude sounds like Ti when Ti is amped up. Mm. Like you know, he like switches gears into that sometimes, but Rob Banks is kind of that all the time on this song. So it sounds dope. Yeah, I was kind of into it. Yeah, I like the way I like the way it sounds a lot. Like I was listening to it on repeat um, for a while, and I I feel because he the flow switches up four times, I would say, um, mm-hmm. but it's still like very smooth um, or like flows very effortlessly. Like I'm super into flows. Like the bars could be like okay but if the flow is good and it sounds good i'm there but he has good bars too they're not like the best in the song i think they're okay um but i think the sound is really like what gets me uh julian what'd you think yeah his voice really does blend into the um the beat like it does exactly what you said like it does feel it does feel like what you not what you expect out of southern rap but with southern rap really perfected which is uh, which is more of a if the west coast has weed rap then the south has opiate rap like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, that's true. like this joint is is sl- it's like slurred. Even the story is like the story feels like one of them times when like since I'm always sober and I might be in a strip club with the, with 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 people and then they're like telling me something that might be mm-hmm. serious, but they're too drunk or high <laughs> to really explain what was going on, and I'm trying to piece it together. Like yeah, so the girl you messing with got pregnant but you think it was your man that did it and then what huh <laughs> okay okay but the lights is purple and the beats mm-hmm. though so i'm like yeah yeah we still vibing though like word word like i listened to it three times and i was like i kind of get what you're saying this is clearly gonna be me reading genius later to really yeah. get what you're yeah. talking about <laughs> no i definitely have to read genius <laughs> yeah the story just kind of stops yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm like is that it like i was so confused i it's it doesn't make any sense it's not like the interlude i call it like a little interlude in the middle like it's not the best because it's just like i don't it's very specific and personal so clearly something happened and he's feeling some kind of way um but that's also kind of when the song takes like a turning point and he gets like hyper in the last verse mm-hmm it's it's confusing. Like it's a confusing song because I don't. I'm like, how do you feel about her? Like, what's what's going on? Uh, what happened to this dude that uh, got your girl pregnant? The love of your life? Like, yo, like what's going on? But yeah, he's it's definitely like an opiate sort of rap. And I think because like Ski Mask has a similar flow. Like I'm wondering if like this is something a lot of like South Florida's South Florida rappers, at least in his sort of like ski mask you know i don't really fuck with i don't fuck with x at all he's part of it um and there's uh oh and you know um produced this is indigo childrick who i really really like even though there's only two songs of his that i know Um, but he's produced a lot of rob stuff and they they all have it's a very specific sound that i feel like it's coming out of south florida that i i really fuck with and i feel like the kids really like ski mask yeah I got a cousin who's um, always putting quotes on Instagram and whatnot. 
but I've been listening to a lot of Bone Thugs and Harmony lately, and this kind of reminds me of that when, like, you could have, I don't want to call it goth rap, but, like, it was oh. super dark. Yeah. Yeah, he has a, a lot of his songs sound like horror songs. Yeah. Not like the horror, like, where the uh, horror or gore rap, what, what did they kind of classify Tyler as in the beginning? Oh, horrorcore. Um, they tried to call it horrorcore, but yeah, I was but, skeptical of that. One yeah. Night. Yeah. It was more this like is, he was just extremely 17 years old. Yes. <laughs> yep. Basically. Uh, but this doesn't give me horrorcore. It's just like, this shit is dark, and he's on drugs, and he's upset. Um, he's going through a lot of emotions right now. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is a song about um, being betrayed and just things going wrong. Like, it's a little <laughs> dark side is. It's a uh, haha, yes sir. But um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a uh, grunge, man. Like it's it's that's my problem with the current debate over generations. This rap is like y'all don't see that this is Nirvana. Like y'all y'all like y'all don't see this is Stone Temple Pilots. This is you got to break that down for us. All right, so like the way I've been looking at music, right? So rock and roll started like in the fifties, right? So by the time you get to 1990 is when, like, punk happened, like, halfway through where they tried to, like, those, like, British kids and the New Yorkers tried to go against, like, the heavy production and the heavy, like, skill level of the instrumentation of rock. Where You know, you was getting art rock, glam rock, stadium rock, like, all the stuff they play on classic rock stations. Like, it's amazing. Like, the arrangements of rock music was next level. And then punk kind of drilled it down. And then it also kind of went crazy because you get hair bands and all that stuff in the 80s. But then you get to, like, the Seattle sound. It was just, like, melody, sadness, and, like, dealing with life in suburbia. So, like, now we're about 40 years into hip-hop, right? We've had like a couple, like let's say a good 10, 12 years of black kids growing up in suburbia as they push black kids out of the cities because it costs too much. And the American dream was like, go out and get yourself a house. Now we see black kids dealing with the sadness of suburbia and the emotional like stresses of like life. So they go through the same things we saw white kids in the late 80s and 90s go through, which is suicide, coping through drugs. Uh, weird things with heartbreak. All this stuff happened to everybody's little houses, but nobody's paying attention. It's the same music. It's a little bit. It got greater. It got greater, better drums, you know. But <laughs> but like when I'm sitting here, I'm like I'm old enough to see like, man, this is lithium. Like all this like, this is Black Hole Sun. Like I'm I'm listening to the same music. Yeah, now I'm an yeah. adult. Oh man, Black Hole Sun's a good reference too. I know. Yeah. Damn, yeah. and they, yo, he died, bro. Yeah. Like, it don't get better. Like, that's the sad shit. Like, you think, oh, they got older, they had kids and families? Nah, man. I know we worried about, like, the people now. It's like, yo, lean is stupid. Lean is like, first of all, like, this is a 20-year-old, this is 20, 30-year-old culture. You know how long people been drinking lean down south? Like, you can't just say, oh, it's stupid, it's going to end. Like, no, it was never a fad. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, nah, y'all caught on. Oh, people are just going to stop smoking weed. Like, come on. Yeah. But, like, it's sad, but, like, in the end, like, these kids is growing up and they doing the music from their feelings. Like, you know, they probably came of age in the um, recession. 
in the in the yeah. you know 2007 2008 recession. Things they probably ain't get that much better. Yeah, and the thing with Lean too that I find is that um, there's like hints in a lot of their songs that they're like hints are just straight up. They're saying like, "I'm depressed. I try to commit suicide. My friends committed suicide." Like there's like self medicating. Um, some of it, of course, they make references and makes it sound fun, but a lot of the times they're doing it because they are depressed, like straight up. Even like everyone from Twenty One Savage, I feel like he had a line. He said, like, he drinks lean because the pain's too deep or something like that. And you're like, damn, you're talking about killing everybody. But then here you go. Just like, yeah, I'm depressed. Like, there's there's shit going on in my life. And it's addicting. It's heavily addicting. So. Yeah, yep. he says, um, what is it? I ain't never want this life. Ain't teasing me. You're trying to force greatness because you see it in me. Like, I feel yeah. like a lot of rappers yeah. talk about not yeah. wanting to be rappers, but then this is, like, a little bit different, too. Yeah. And Lil Uzi talked about that, too, like, mm-hmm. in an interview. Said, like, he, like, didn't really want to do it, but he's good at it. So he's just doing it for the money for, like, his family or something, I think. Yeah, and yeah. when the clips say that, it's, like, a boast, like, a brag, like, we've got drug money, we don't need rap money. But I feel <laughs> like these two are coming from the other angle. Where it's like they this are. is just for the money. They are like, um, and that's another that's another divide because I think no one grew up in a certain period of time where like rap was a way like rap music wasn't playing basketball. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. Now we got to a point where rap music is so synonymous, and I don't think people like to hear this, but yo, real talk, if you grew up with rap music. You know how to rap. You might not be the best writer. You might not be, but like, if you really try, you could come up with a flow, put some words together, and you could make something that sounds halfway decent. So, like, yeah, some kids are just better at it, and they might not like. I don't. You know what? When people say they don't really, they don't want to call themselves a rapper. I don't even think they actually like rap music. I really do think they like a whole bunch of different genres. Mm-hmm. But they're really good at this, and they're black, and it's only gonna, like, it doesn't matter what they call their music, they're just gonna be called a rapper. Yeah. Like little Uzi Vert to me isn't even a rapper, but everyone calls him a rapper. I'm like, bro, like what he's, he's singing ninety percent of the song. Like, yeah, it's like he's the making same genre rock. as um, My Chemical Romance. Yeah, he's emo. Like, he's, mm, like yeah, that's true. Little little uh, little pump, little peep. Which which one? Sorry, which one died? <laughs> oh, Lil Peep. It was Peep, right? Yeah. I don't even know why he's like he's not a rapper. I listen to his music. His his music is stuff that my white friends used to hit me up to on like two thousand three. Except now he wears like he had like tattoos on his face and maybe like some fronts and a chain. But check, he's a rapper now. Like really? Like really? And I think that probably adds to the depression too. Like y'all don't even. Like people don't even care. It's just, it's just they don't get like they feel like people aren't really getting them in their like music. Mm-hmm. Um, Julian, the song you chose is also kind of it's a little melancholy. Oh yeah, you know how to put that R and B on this joint. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how to smooth it out, like you know, like Joe Button. Be I gotta listen to R and B music. I'm old. Oh no. my god! 
After Storm, Akali Uchis featuring Tyler Creator and Bootsy Collins. I was like, what? They got Bootsy? <laughs> Funkadelic on here? Like, what they doing out west, man? LA is the move right now. But yeah, it's kind of um, it's kind of melancholy, but it seems more hopeful than Rob Banks' song because it's like, yeah, we're going through bad, bad times, but like, I'm going to be there for you. You know what I'm saying? It's going to get better. Like, it's what it's whack right now. We're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. And that's, I really like her voice. So I've been paying attention to Kali Uchis for like three years now. And I was like, yo, this, 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 this girl got a nice little groove going to her. I think she works really well with Tyler the Creator because they did a um, had a song on his Cherry Bomb that I really rock with. I forgot the name of that song though. I think she was on was um, like, Flower Boy Wings. too. Yeah, it's like Find Your Wings or something like that. Where I was oh, like, Oh, I love that song. I'm I didn't realize that was her. Yeah, yeah, she's on that. I'm like, Yo, Tyler Creator out here making uplifting ballads in this joint now. So. <laughs> So um, it's interesting to see him grow up, as we were just talking about when he was 17, talking about, like, mm-hmm. cutting people up and, and raping them to, like, yo, you can all be great. And so I really like this After the Storm song because it starts it starts really good. Like, it has a great bass line. Mm-hmm. All these songs you know, sound really good in cars, by the way. I, I, you know what? I bet they would. You know, I'm not in a car that often, but it does... Like the bass hits in right, you know the drums isn't overpowering anything else. Her voice is very soothing. It's a very calming song. Like it fits like what she's singing about. Mm-hmm. And what I just you got that think after the storm is, um, you know, like after the bad times. Yeah. Like it's obvious in hindsight, but it just clicked in my head. Yeah, so it makes sense when you when you like really pay attention to what she's saying. Like yo, it's all it's 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 gonna get better, you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't always gonna be terrible, which I think a lot of people after 2017 might need to hear that. Like, yes, <laughs> oh, it's rough, but. There is bad times and there are good times, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a good song to start the year with, too. It is. Um, I felt like this song is like um, how you feel after a good cry. And like you got out what you needed to and you feel like you're kind of like things are going to get better. Um, And it's I think I like it, too. Like it sounds so good. Boosie sounds so good. And Tyler sounds amazing on this song like he fits so perfectly like i hate it sometimes when like certain rappers will be on an r&b song and it's like very disruptive and they just kind of don't mix in well with the song they just kind of feel like you know cut and paste not like they were really trying to make sure their flow and their voice sounded good but his like because he doesn't rap in the same tone like he's his voice seems deeper it's rougher but it's still like smooth and warm. And this song to me is very like a warm hug. Um, things are going to get better. You're not like hyper excited yet, but you know, it's that in between of like bad times and then good times are on the way. It's that like transitional kind of song. And Callie just sounds amazing. Like I really dig this song. 
Yeah, and a I lot. love when rappers, um, when they're the feature and they shout out the singer, like they make it like a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. such a small thing, but it's so, I guess, charming is the word. It feels like it's not yeah, phoned it, in. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like they just have these like bars ready for like any features. Like, no, I wrote this specifically for this song. And yeah. For you. What you mean? I take it offensive because I'm the hottest flower boy that popped up on the scene. Feeling better, better than ever because you're a brella, brella, Yeah, I think that really shows that they work well together. Like, that they work, that if you follow, if you follow. If you follow them, you've noticed that they've worked together on multiple projects, so they have like a good working uh, collaborative relationship mm-hmm. on music. And like, I just really appreciate that there are so many hot songs about emotions. You know, like we got love songs and we got you know, yeah, like murder yeah. music, but like the deeper <laughs> stuff, you know, like this, like the uh, Rob Banks joint. Like I feel like as a kid, you don't you didn't really hear a lot like this. There might be one song on the album about how somebody's sad or how much they love their mom, but you wouldn't hear a song like this where it's like, "Yo, you're going through it, but keep trying." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I don't really remember hearing a lot of that growing up, listening to much. I mean, it's probably easier to find an R and B than hip-hop but you're hearing like way more of it in hip-hop now like i feel like these these rappers are like super in their feelings yeah um (laughs) and it's okay like it's there's no stigma um you know with that as much um but they're still not dealing with it well because you know a lot of them be on all these drugs um (laughs) but at least they recognize the you know their sadness and stuff but they need to you know they need to deal with this healthy in a healthier way but yeah i think it's telling that like probably the most influential rapper of the 20 21st century is kid cuddy yes because all these young dudes they're he's the one that they shout out like it used to be like rakim or kane or somebody like that but it's cuddy and cuddy's another guy who's like i'm a rapper but that's not all i am yeah yeah he 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 plays with rock a lot. Like, man, just yo, eight away so heartbreak so damn important because not only with like what Kanye did, but working with Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. And you can't separate Cudi from that album. I you wish really that can't separate Cudi from the vocalist on the album though. That's like my one complaint. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a twenty eight year old Julian was like, Man, if this song if this whole album was sung by other people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Kanye but, got a trouble, man. Oh, bro, I, I was like, when I was listening, I was like, yo, if I could get, if I can get like ready for the world to sing that um that joke that had the Rihanna video with Mr. Hudson who sing the the hook. Oh, bro, I was like, oh, this I could just I was picking singers out of the woodwork out of my brain. I was like, oh, this could go for this song and we could put them on that one. But that that album was so. It was so important because it really showed us who Cuddy was. So when he dropped that day and night and then his album came out, like I know a lot of people like a lot of other albums. Mm-hmm. But for me still, that first Man on the Moon joint. It's like autobiography. Like, like that's how, how mm-hmm. close I feel to that album. Like, bro, I was like, 
Like, yeah, this dude just getting on. Like, yo, this dude is the he's the guy. So, and I still like every time I listen to freaking Father Stretch My Hands Part One, like, yo, when he starts singing, I'll be like, yo, that joint is. Yeah, I could make a whole DC Comics event with the new guys just off of that first minute and eight seconds, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's in those minute and eight seconds. Ooh, but yeah, man, that's like... And I thought one shout out, like... I don't know if people really giving LA enough credit, man. Like, LA, all the music that's coming out of people out of LA and, like, Southern California. Mm-hmm. Like, Cali Uches is from down there, too. Like, all this music is coming out of there, and it's all different. And then, like... It gets jazzy, it gets soul, it gets R&B, it gets gangster, it gets, there's emotions in it, there's like boasting in it, it's like everything, and it's like old and new. Like, Boosie Collins is on this. Boosie Collins! Yeah, this is probably the coolest feature since, um, Big Boy got too short to show up for like four bars on one song. Oh, Lord. On, oh. And it was a song with George Clinton, come to think about it. And all he does is he says, um, one of my favorite rappers used to be too short. Yeah, man, that joint and um, another rando feature that was great was back on uh, because the internet and just Lloyd started singing a song that never existed before. Oh yeah, oh, and I want that. Um, yo, a telegraph. I'm like, yo, is that Lloyd? Yeah, I'm like, does this song exist? Like, I've never heard this. This is so good. And was, it's such a good song. Yo, I listened to that song probably a thousand times the year that I found out I had to move to Portland. Oh no! Because it's all about Oakland. Like, yeah, yeah. Trying now to hit the back. high notes. You back though, so it's so all good. good. Yeah, I won <laughs> the jokes of the year. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> oh man. Yes, yeah, so we got like mad genre diversity this time. Cause um, yeah. my song was Lakaley Forty Seven's Attitude. Brushed my hair, went downstairs. Favorite jeans on my rear, and I looked up in my mirror, and I said, "Who's that there? Who's that there in that mirror?" Which is like, I mean, it's just like a house song, right? Is that fair to say? Hip house, yeah, it's very hip house. Hip yeah. house, oh, I like that. Very, very nineteen ninety ninety one. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so I don't really know house music, but I know drums. And this song is bomb. Like, uh, just the uh, momentum, the, the feeling and attitude behind it. It's perfect for the title. Like, the title is Attitude. It is Attitude. So what, I got an attitude. Bitch, I got an attitude. So what, I got an attitude. Bitch, I got an I don't sleep, I don't snore. Too much money out that door. I was like, whoa. Because I think it premiered on Insecure Season 2. I was like, Michaela got a new song out? Yeah. Woo! And I was going to get hyped in my crib by myself. I'm going to get hyped. <laughs> um, Jamila, do you know Lakaley 47 at all? Yeah, I've heard I heard her. Um, it was years ago, though. Yeah, I don't remember like, what song she had. I think it was probably whatever her most popular stuff was. There was like uh, Drums Too Clean. 
it's almost like you know, like there's the old head rap fans who are like, bring back Lord Tariq and Peter Guns, and you know, get rid of all these other dudes. Yeah. She like likes stuff from that era, but she's like our age, so she's not a dick about it. And she just turns <laughs> them into hot songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she would drop a Khalees or mystical track, like just like thirty seconds of it on a mixtape, and call it just because. Just because I love it. I need to listen to her more because I haven't listened to much of her. But when I saw the title, Washington Set, I was like, I'm already here for this. <laughs> and um, it's, it has so much, like, attitude. But there's also this, just this, like, pride of, like, yeah, I'm going to stunt. Like, with all my hair, with all these bundles, with this Washington Set, I got, like, my hair is flowing down these streets. And you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, it's, it's, like, and then I don't listen to, like, a lot of house or any, really, um, but I feel like this is a good way for me to listen, like to listen to it because it's not all the way house, but it's um, like it's just so good. I, I love it. It gets this you song. in the door. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, little, little, uh, the shallow part of the pool. Yeah. But it still feels good. <laughs> I think my favorite part is when she's like, uh, they ask me where I've been. When they ask me where I've been, busy. When they ask me where I live, the city. The, city, the city. I don't own a welcome mat. Give me the proper feet and stand back. I don't own a welcome mat. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yo, no small talk. If you ain't got money, we got nothing to talk about. Yeah, like rap is just so good for like being a, a um emotional vampire, like just getting hype off somebody else's energy. And this song has so much energy, and then at the end. She's like, Khalees is God and so is LaKayla. Like, putting your... Like, this is something that Jay-Z did, too, where he was like, who's the mm. best MC, Big J or Nas? Yep. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like yeah. deciding what's true for you and then making everybody else believe what you say. Yeah. 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 I was, Speak it uh, into yeah. existence. Yeah. I I love that part where it just... It goes real clubby. It's like, Khalees is God, so is Beyonce. It is Khalees. And she says herself, I'm like... It's just well, at that point, it's like a full house song at that point. <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's like this joint is knocking. Like, ooh, I'm like Khalees though. I was like, yeah, people didn't respect the Khalees enough. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's true. Like, yeah, they really didn't. No. And if you think about it, it, um, like for people our age, like Khalees dropped at a really formative time. I feel because like I was probably 17, 18. It was like that point when you're a teenager when you're just absorbing everything. Like, kind of finding your own taste. So I got a huge soft spot for Khalees. Yeah, Khalees, I'm, yeah, well, I remember when she first popped out, and she was on that um, ODB song, like, produced, like, you can't separate early Neptunes and not think about Khalees and the clips. Yep. Like, that's like, if I'm thinking about that specifically, like, Khalees gonna have these bangers she got the colorful hair and you know I'm so mad right now and then, like joints she's doing like hooks for like Busta Rhymes and you know she was wearing like that like that real cool hood girl stuff like she was coming out like in the in the jean dress doing a little uh when the clips was performing with uh oh yeah with Justin Timberlake I was like <laughs> oh she's some down she you know what I'm saying she round away girl right there like at least it's a jam <laughs> You know, you hear 
like uh Nas talking about how he was like when he was like getting to and dating her, I was like his, her friends were weird. I'm like, and my head's like Pharrell and Chad are weird. Like the clips are weird. <laughs> the clips, bro. They so more weight than you ever have. Like, but I digress. But yeah, man, Khalees don't get that. Her music was on point. Like now she be cooking and stuff. I know, right? And she looks exactly the same. I feel like Khalees is one of those artists that if like she came out now, like she would still like with the same stuff and it was like she was new now, it would still sound very fresh. Oh, for like sure. she and look fresh. Like her her hair, she was doing shit that girls are doing now. Like the Afro punk, like dyeing, you know, the the different colors. Like she didn't give a fuck. She had her natural curls um back before the natural hair movement was a real thing. Um and or like in in the way that it is now and yeah she definitely doesn't get as much credit i remember a few months ago or maybe maybe like a month or two ago fader had like this dedication week for Khalees um oh, that's through their email yeah and i'm like this is good because she needs it like she deserves it um yeah and i mean she like clearly influenced a lot of these you know like uh this song and you know we probably wouldn't have gotten that without Khalees just like the influence of being different um Mm -hmm. and standing out and not caring if it isn't for everybody I think that's really what like Khalees is like I don't care if this isn't for everybody but it was so good that most people rock with it yeah I I really feel like she should be in the same like conversation about legacy as uh Missy Elliott Mm. Yeah. I think Missy yeah. laid the groundwork for a lot of that stuff too, especially mixing the way she mixed um, rap music and R and B. And it was just God. so yeah, like I can't even describe how good it felt. I don't. I, I that just goes to I don't believe that Virginia gets enough credit for what it did for black music as a whole. Truly, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, because Nerd is just Chad is Chad from Virginia. Yeah, the Neptunes from Virginia. Are from, yeah, from Virginia. They all from Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it was There's Timbaland, whole... Missy, and um, Magoo came up together, and then the Neptunes and the Clips linked up really early. Mm-hmm. But Timbaland and Pharrell was in a group together before, like Timbaland started working with Teddy. Before That's he started working wild. with Jodeci, and uh, Pharrell and Chad was working with Teddy Riley when he moved down to Virginia because, you know, when you got money back in them days from, from New Jack Swing, you're like, you move down south because you get yourself a real house. Yeah. <laughs> Virginia Beach. Yeah. Put that studio in there and that's how you get Pharrell working and writing Rump Shaker and working on that dope SWV remix with the Human Nature sample and all that. And then you got Timberland doing stuff or Jodeci not getting even credit. And like all them people knew each other. And then they all got in. And they changed sound forever yeah they're all hall of <laughs> yeah. famers yeah like all of them are dope it's amazing <laughs> and it's in the mid-atlantic guys my bad but it's from the <laughs> you know how much people do not respect the mid-atlantic bruh at no. all don't talk about none of that new york this you know what i'm saying atlanta that texas get shout outs detroit come on man Milena can't get no love. Because it's in that weird spot where it's like, it's not New York and it's not the South, even though yeah. it is the South. Like, I lived in uh, Hampton, Virginia for like four or five years. 
Um, yeah, like that kind of genre um, distinction always feels weird because, you know, like the Dungeon Family were producing for TLC. Yeah. Like that crazy, sexy, cool, that's an Atlanta album. Like, yeah, I don't know, it's man. Just, it's all, I'm just glad that we got it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, man. Black music. At a certain point, it just it just becomes black music. Attitude. 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 Attitude.